Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today's date is February 4th, 2019. We are back with the whole crew today, and we've got a little longer episode for you guys because we got pretty fired up about the topic of representing yourself on social media. Our first question we have today is, what is your view on luck? Do we need to be lucky to be ultra successful to live a life of happiness, or is there no such thing as luck? Our big discussion question, as I mentioned earlier, is how do you think you should represent yourself on social media? We get into topics like sharing your personal life on social media, fake it till you make it, and how others should view you, and much, much more. Let us know how you guys feel on this topic because we all had pretty different opinions on it and we'd love to know what you guys think as well. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram by searching Educating Entrepreneurs. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the show and have a wonderful week. What's up, guys? We're back. It's all four of us. Joey, Bobby, Brady, me, Brandon. We've got a great show for you guys. Let's get it started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's right, going to start? Bobby, it was the first person to make the weirdest noise, and that was you, Bobby. So, All right, guys. So- Here's my question, and maybe I'll have to explain it more. You guys will just have to let me know. What is your view on luck? Like, Do you believe luck is necessary to be successful or ultra successful and do you need it to be happy and what i mean by happy is really a lot of people believe ultra successful individuals are happy but we all know that money doesn't bring happiness but you know the basically what i'm getting at do you believe in the phrase you are just so darn lucky when they look at ceos that made it or do you think it's all hard work or do you think it's combo both so i do believe in luck to start off However, I believe that some people can be more lucky, if you will, by positioning themselves a certain way in life. For instance, if like you want to meet someone famous, say you go to all of their speaking engagements and unfortunately you don't meet them and then you're all sad and then you go out to a bar after have a drink and you run into them. You like put yourself in the same city or same whatever, same environment and you happen to run into them. And Yes, it's luck, but you put yourself in a better position in order to find that person, run into that person. And you kind of put yourself in a better position to be, quote unquote, lucky. Part two of that question, do you need to be lucky to become ultra successful? No, I don't think you need to be lucky to become ultra successful. I don't know. I don't have a great answer for that part two of that one, but I, I don't believe <laughs> that you need to be lucky in order to be ultra successful. I am curious what you guys have to say, but. Yeah, I don't know. I've always, I think I've always been on the team of like, I don't really believe in luck, but I think it's because I don't believe in like in my concept of luck, but I really do believe in like the overall feeling of it. Like, I don't think that people just like get lucky and then get to where they are, but I a hundred percent agree with Joey in the fact of, you kind of create your own luck is kind of how I look at it is exactly what you said is it's like putting yourself in the right situation. So I've kind of looked at it as, and I think it's the same thing. I just word it differently is I consider it like getting good breaks. Like I think people that get to those positions that get successful, that get to do that stuff. 
kind of get good breaks. And then it's when you get those breaks, it's taking advantage of opportunities when you get them. I don't, I don't know. I think I've had a lot of times in my life that I could look back that I was just fortunate to get a good break. Maybe what Joey was saying, like I ran into the right person at the right time. I talked to the right person at the right time. Something just happened to come up at a certain time. And then it led to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But it's taking advantage of that opportunity when it comes up. So being, I think being prepared for those situations is one way to kind of create your own luck, if that's what you want to call it. But I think, I think there is a component of it that's getting those good breaks. Do you have to be lucky to be ultra successful? No, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think it is what you make it. But I do think there's undoubtedly a component of how you react in a certain situation or get a good break would be, I don't know, can, can make or break things. So I, I, to me, whether you want to call it luck or, or taking advantage of opportunities or catching the right break, yeah, I, I think it's definitely involved, but it's what you make of that when it comes. I mean, I used to think that people needed to get lucky to kind of get anywhere in life. And now I kind of think of it more as hard work because like one thing I can think about is like social media stuff. Like if you go viral, like that can kind of be based off of luck just because one person could see it and retweet it or share it on Instagram or whatever. And that could be your luck of that happening and you blow up. But I think it's what you do after that that would bring you to the success because you could blow up and like this yodel kid or whatever that Mason Ramsey, the kid that was yodeling in a Walmart, like he went viral. Like he was he went viral and now he's traveling around the world, like doing all these tours and stuff. And he could have easily just been like, OK, I went viral that one time in Walmart and I'm not going to do anything about it now. Like. I had my one shining moment and now I'm like, all right, I made it. I'm good. But I think to be successful off of that luck, I think you actually have to put more effort and do something to follow up after that. You took advantage of the opportunity. Yes. Yes. I would say I feel like luck plays a role, but I think you have to put in a whole bunch of work to get lucky. So like, it's amazing to me that the people that work 15 hours a day, seven days a week, always end up being the luckiest. But at the same time, like the phrase that bothers me is like, oh, you're so lucky. Like you're so lucky that you get to do this. So you're so lucky that you were able to do that. Or why did you luck out in that situation? Because like, the truth is, I feel like all those people that put in the time to get to that spot, they know how much work was put in and they know how little of it was luck. Like I'm sure there's a small percentage of luck in there. And I'm sure when you work a hundred percent every single day, you can add that extra 10% to raise the bar to 110% with a little luck. But like, I also think like people need to define luck or do a better job of defining it because I can look at a lot of people who basically just enjoyed college And while I was in college, I looked at them hanging out with friends and doing all the fun things in college. And I thought to myself, oh, you're just so lucky. In that scenario, they were the lucky ones. You were lucky because you got to live it up in college. You're lucky that you get to go home at five o'clock and relax and enjoy family time. We're all very lucky in different ways. And I think that's great. And I don't have any problem with that. But then if someone describes how lucky someone is in a situation but they have negative connotations around it. Like, oh, you're so lucky. I wish I could do that. Then I think things need to change in that person's life and they need to make changes for the luck to shift in their favor in a sense. 
And then my second thing was really going to just be like, I think there's a bunch of rules to getting lucky. Like, and I was just thinking about them. And I said, number one, I think hard work puts cause and effect into motion. So the more success you find through hard work, the more luck will climb aboard. I think hard work will get you to the front row of that concert. Hard work will allow you to pay for those tickets over and over again. And then at concert number 50, after you spent tens of thousands of dollars, you were lucky enough to be noticed by that band member. Then the luck climbs in. And then the second thing would be, I don't want people to get the wrong impression and wait for a lucky opportunity. Because I think a lot of people believe that people are lucky because they got lucky opportunity. People don't really realize that they pass on lucky opportunities every day. And that could be their opportunity to become lucky, right? That makes sense. And then the third one, I think like Brady brought up, you just have to be prepared. You have to be prepared for that lucky moment. Like it could happen today. Like Brandon said, the yodeler or whoever he is, I have no idea who it is. I've never seen it. He was prepared enough to jump on the opportunity. He could have sat back and let it, he could have let it be a one-time thing, but he's jumping on it. My last thing is, and I kind of said it earlier, I just think if you give it 100% every day, the luck will eventually kick in if that's how you see it. If you see it as luck, I see it more as just the rewards of hard labor, but I could also see how it's luck. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm going to be that guy, but luck, I looked up the definition of luck and it says success or failure brought on by chance rather than one's own actions. And like when I hear that, to me, that doesn't happen. And I'm sure there are instances of it, but I still think that in all those circumstances, if you're at the, whatever you were saying, like the front row of the concert or whatever happens, like it was because you got there through your own actions. And then like, yeah, you got a break. I, I don't know. But, I, see, I, don't, I, think but I think there's two definitions of luck nowadays. Like there's the true form that you just brought up and then society has a different definition of luck. Okay. I, yeah, I, I get that. I was just, that's the way that when I look at it is like, I, I agree with you that I think it's like, oh, you're so lucky that you got this or you have this. It's like, no, those are just like my decisions that I decided to make. Yeah. And the it's, rest like follows suit. And I think like, yes, you get a break once in a while, but if you like, I think people get breaks all the time or get quote unquote lucky all the time and don't do shit with it. So like, this is random, but I think of Yahtzee, you go through the whole game. And then the last thing that you do is you might have to roll it Yahtzee. You can't just do that. You can't roll it a certain way and get Yahtzee. Like, there's no way like that. I think that game is just pure luck and that like, sure you strategize everything before that, but like, I think you can't just like, Oh, I'm going to roll five sixes right now. No, that's a perfect example. But what does that have to do with success? Like, unless you're in the international Yahtzee championships, <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, but that, like, that's the thing I just thought about. When, that's like, a, that's when actually you... a perfect example. Cause I was trying to think of one. And I think there are a lot of instances like that. Yeah. But like, it's just, yeah. I, and as opposed to success, I have no idea. Like, that's just the only thing I can think of when I think of luck. That's a that's a good point. All right. This girl at work today said, this guy from my high school's life is so cool. Just look at his Instagram. And that kind of just, like, shot in my head. I was like, okay, I could make my life look amazing if I actually wanted to on Instagram. I see your face, Bobby. But anyone can do it. You could blow your money and go on all these trips, take all these cool pictures, have them loaded up for 30 days of content. It just takes you four hours to do it. And you could have enough stuff for a month and just keep posting every day. 
and people will be like, holy crap, like this person's life is awesome. Like they're so cool. Look at everything they're doing. And I think, yeah, I don't know. Like it just pissed me off when I heard that. Cause like there's people like I watched that fire festival documentary and like they were saying that you can literally go to some place and sit on a private jet for three hours and pay them like 500 bucks and they'll take like professional pictures of you. And like you could post those and be like, oh, on the private jet today, you know, just living life. And then you go home to your one bedroom apartment and watch TV on your 12 inch screen. Like, and a side, and a side note on that, the, uh, the, the plane doesn't leave the runway. Just oh, yeah. The plane, the plane is purely there from some millionaire that just is putting it there and people will pay him. And yeah, so it doesn't move. My question off of this is how do you guys think you should represent yourself on social media? Because you can easily fake it and have people think all this stuff, but there's obviously people that know the real you and they can call your bluff at any time, but I just don't know. Like, Believe it or not, I mentor a bunch of real estate agents, 20-something of them or whatever, and this morning I typed a five-page document on basically my thoughts on how they should represent themselves on social media. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about how you should represent yourself, and I actually think like everyone should represent themselves in a very honest way. So like, like you were saying, I am so sick of like the fakers. I'm so sick of people renting a Maserati for an hour and like renting a $5,000 tux, taking all these photos, looking like a big shot when they're really just nobodies. Like that's not authentic at all. Like we already have, like people have to realize we already have enough of those people out there. Like we don't have a Brandon Wilson. Like we don't have a Brady Reesecraft. We don't have a Joey Traxler. What I told everyone today, because I got the response of, you know, like I'm a new agent and I don't know how to represent myself on social. I basically just told them the deal is you have no good content for people. Like you're just jumping into the industry. Like you don't know what you're talking about. You're not going to persuade anyone. And you don't necessarily want to be like every other agent and just have a billboard of like, oh, I'm showing this house. Like I did a great closing today. Look at this interest rate. Cool, cool. If you can just be yourself and just document you, you will get a great following on social. Like, I guarantee it. Brady could sit there every morning and show the world what kind of sandwich he makes. If he did that day after day for a year, I guarantee there'd be a ton of people watching him make that sandwich every morning. Like, that's just the way it is. Can you actually do that, Brady? I would love to watch that. <laughs> like, no joke. Every morning. Well, that's like... Watch a video brady making a sandwich <laughs> this guy makes a peanut butter and jelly every fucking morning <laughs> twitch it up dude <laughs> like if you tried to make a personal brand tomorrow i would hit home on all of the ridiculous comments you say all the time you would have a crap ton of people following you because they want to learn with you there are people that are at your level and if you can be authentic enough to show them that world you will get a strong following and so, like, I just think anyone that's hopping on social, just stop faking it. Like, it's just, it doesn't work. It might work in the short term. Great. Like, it might work for a year or two. But it's not going to work in the long term. It's just not. Because what's going to happen when Brandon Wilson shares all these pictures all the time, and then I run into him at the restaurant, and he's in this junker car and can barely pay for his food? Like, yep. your whole plan is that then. Yep. 
like one little mistake, like think of how unhappy these people have to be thinking about like what they said, like how they acted, like how they need to fake it outside of Instagram or Facebook. It's got to be the most stressful thing ever. I agree with what's been said, but I, I actually, I love this topic. I, I, I forget about how, how two-sided this makes rooms. Bobby, I feel like you're being super contradictory because just like last week or two weeks ago, you were like, yeah, if someone wants to sit at home and watch TV all day long, if that's what makes them happy, like, who am I to judge? Yeah, uh, I knew that. I think, the same, I think the same applies to social media. Like, if, if it makes someone happy to, like, sell that life or whatever it is, why is that any different than, like, sitting around and watching TV? That's my question. I mean, I just don't believe in lying. Okay, I'm also on the same team of, like, I agree that, like, I don't think there's any value in it. Like That's my I, differentiation factor. Like, you posing is just a lie. How is that lying for them, for these people that travel to these different countries and take pictures? Oh, the thing is, if you're actually traveling to different countries and taking pictures, that's not a lie. I, I, what I was talking about is I'm talking about the people that legitimately just go on their feed, rent a bunch of cars, take two days of photos, and try to pose like they're this big shot and fake it till you make it every single day. I don't believe in faking it until you make it. Okay, I get that. But like, what percent of social media is that? It's got uh, a, a huge number. No, there's, it's enormous. There's, what percentage? If I just looked at real estate in general. Real estate, maybe, yeah. If I, you, I would bet agents pose, fake it until you make it, like 40% of them. Okay, but that's agents. Like, I'm talking population of social media. It's got to be so low. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. Maybe it is. I don't spend time in the personal social media world. I just don't keep up on it. Like, I watch salesmen. I watch marketers. I watch how they interact with social and that's what they do. And that's what pisses me off. And I totally believe that too. And I, I honestly, I can't really comment that much either. Cause I'm not on, I'm not on social media that much. I'll go on once a month maybe, but like, I, I just, I haven't seen that that much. Maybe it is way more prevalent. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I watch it and I just like disregard it. Cause like, you just know people are out like out there fishing for whatever it is, like whether they're renting the stuff or doing whatever. If that makes people happy, like you, you made the point last time and I, I get that. Yeah, but that, there's no way that makes you happy. If they're legitimately posting their truth on Instagram and it involves like posting their travel pics, they will be happy. And I don't have a problem with those people. If people are just posting to fake it until they make it or just like make a dent and gain followers, if that's not their truth, there's no way they're happy when they're posting it. And that's where I have a problem. Okay, I agree with that. But I think just like delineating that, because I think that's I think that's less than a percent of social media. I think it's way I think it's an enormous percent. I think with I what, think so I think the amount of people that post on a daily just to post and get likes and then are miserable when they go from eighty likes to seventy five because their little post that wasn't true to them. And they're disappointed in the likes that they got. Like, I think the amount of people that are disappointed in that kind of content and that kind of post every day, I think it's an enormous amount because so many people are faking who they are to get those likes. And I think I'm if saying- if all of those people switched over to just posting their truth and like they really believed in something, they wouldn't care as much about going from 80 likes to 75. Social media wouldn't be a thing if people didn't care about likes. Like, that's why there's a trillion people online and i agree that like honestly like half the shit that's going on right now stems from 
people thinking that everyone else's life is perfect. Like I'm, I, I'm on the same track as you that like, no, I know. I, I think that's, I think that's a problem. I just like, and I could be totally wrong. I just, from the stuff that I see and I don't follow those like real estate accounts and that's like sales accounts and stuff. I think people still post to like glamorize their life. Don't like, I think, I think that's probably like 30, 40, probably more than that. It's probably half of people post to glamorize their life. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying like, I think there's a very, very small percentage of people that are like renting cars and doing stuff like that to post. But like, I don't follow those accounts. So that just might be like what I'm seeing. But I definitely agree with you that I think it, with every, what everybody said is that like people post on there just to glamorize their life. And like a huge problem right now is people go online and they're like, holy shit, everyone else's life is perfect. Well, like, yeah. And what Brandon said, like you can make anybody's life look perfect if you take one snapshot out of a 21 day period. Or like if you take one snapshot every day and put it in a certain light, like everybody's life looks perfect. And that's why like there's a thousand stats out there that's like social media makes people way like way worse off, like mentally, like emotionally, how they feel about themselves. I was just like saying the other point, but I, I definitely agree with you that yeah. I What do you think, Joey? So I think there's two topics that we're kind of talking about right now. Yeah. One is Brandon's point of faking kind of your life and the second topic is being selective about what you post about your life so like on instagram i'm posting my true life but i'm not posting my downs i'm posting everything that when i'm happy when i'm when i'm doing something fun i'm not faking it but i'm not giving the whole story right so i guess it's we're talking about two different topics and i'm curious how you guys feel about I don't know if we covered the second topic as much. We definitely covered like being fake and like not actually posting who you are and what you're doing. But I think we should talk about if you guys think being selective in what you do post and what you do share, because that does create a life of like someone came up to me a couple weeks ago and was like, are you even, do you even live in Minnesota anymore? Like you look, it looks like honestly you go everywhere. And, and that's just cause I never post anything in Minnesota because it's cold as shit and I'm not <laughs> probably doing anything cool. I'm probably just working. What are you guys' takes on, not even know if there's a take. It's just like, yeah, people are selective because they want to show their best self, right? Yep. And it, yeah, it sucks. It like, well, it sucks in the fact that it makes everyone's life look great and you get sad about it because you're like, wow, I'm not doing this. It's FOMO. <laughs> it's internet FOMO, social media FOMO. And you feel like crap because you're like, they're doing all this fun shit and I'm not. So then you feel like you got to post all this cool shit. And to be honest with you, I don't even, I don't even care about all that. I, I do admit I am selective on what I share. Obviously I'm not going to share me looking like a piece of shit, like being sad, but mm -hmm. I really do social media mainly so my family can like stay up to date with what I'm doing. Like, especially like I only go on Facebook really to like, keep in touch with my like so my aunt and like knows what I'm knows what like what's going on in my life she sees pictures and always comments and likes and and it's funny because I'm sorry if I'm getting off track here but she it's like other people post pictures and then they get a notification from my aunt that they that she liked a picture of me and they're like who the heck is this I'm like oh, that's my aunt <laughs> and uh so Back to the point, like I said, I don't know if it's a topic of conversation or just something to point out, but yeah, people are selective and I'm definitely one of them. I think there are very few that are not. Like, Bobby, you're probably in the less than 0.5% that just like post all the time. No, well, there's uh, yeah. a difference. 
there's a huge difference. I don't understand using social media as a personal outlet. Like I don't, do I don't like just, just like, like your personal life, like a diary basically. Yeah. Like, you know, you guys have seen me since I was a kid. I never believed in social media. Like the only reason why I'm on the social media bandwagon now is because I think it is the greatest outlet to hit your target demographic. Free marketing. Yes, it really is. Oh, it's business related. Count me in. <laughs> oh, I mean, realistically, like my entire goal on social media every day is to provide as much free content as possible for zero pennies. So someday I might get a few pennies in return. But the thing is, if I don't get a single dime in return, I'm totally happy. And like, that's where my perspective, I believe, is different than what Brandon's talking about. Because I don't know what life is like in the normal social world. Like in the sense of like personally showing your life and all the cool things you do. I don't understand that realm of social media at all. The social media that I'm familiar with are the agents, are the salespeople, are the companies, are the personal brands. And that's Brady, that's why I think you and I were confused or I was confused at like your idea of how few people do it because I'm used to just seeing the salespeople, the marketers, the advertisers, and I see them fake it constantly. And I see them go on social media to build these pages that involve getting paid in the short term. They're not trying to bring value through their social pages. They're trying to make constant sales pitches so they can get that next deal and they can make a few few bucks, you know? Where I think the value in social media is you create a bunch of value for human beings and then you create so much value someday that people actually wanna pay you back or they want to basically support you in some way. So I can't really, I can't even speak to like the personal social media stuff where like you're posting about your family or you're posting about your trips. I get what you're saying and like, oh, you post like what you can to get as much as much like value out there to other people. I think in like an ideal world, that'd be, that'd be great. And again, I could be wrong. Like I go on social media never, but like the stuff that I see in my feed is just like personal people. And like most of it, like whether you want to call it fake, faked or glamorized or like selective, that's probably 90% of it. Social media can do a lot of good and it should do a lot of good, but I, I don't think it does. I don't really know the point I'm making, but I just... And I agree. Like, I mean, yeah. you're making a good point. There's so much yeah. freaking judgment on social media. Exactly. Like, and I, I think what you said is like exactly how it should be is like, whether you're posting five times a day or once every three weeks, like you should be doing stuff to get content to other people to like help other people. And I just like, I don't think that's the reality. Like, I wish it was that way. Hopefully it changes. But just like the shit that I see, like it's selective. And if people want to do that, people can do it. Like I'm not the one to, to judge it. But the I thing agree. is, I feel like people are so selective because they just get crippled by judgment. You know, people post all the time. And if it doesn't get enough likes, they'll delete it. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know that world. See, I'm not like, I'm so far removed from that, that I, I, I can't even, I can't, I can't think about that. Cause I don't understand. Like, like if I was crippled by judgment, I would have shut down my Instagram account a long time ago. Cause of I course. just get, I get just crapped on yeah. on a weekly basis. Like mm -hmm. in my direct messages, oh my gosh, there are some serious people that just love to rip me and they're putting in the time. Like we're talking like 500 characters, like they're writing pages on how they hate my crap. If I listened to that at all, I just changed my crap. Like, and then it wouldn't be true to me. I think that's what a lot of people, that's, I think that's why people are so selective because they're so afraid that like, you know, you post something that's actually real to you or you give people like a real inside look into your life that 
you're going to get a little judgment and then you're just going to fall apart. But people also don't do the math on if 400 people like it and 330 people give you crap for it, you're still plus 70. So, so what's, the, what's, what's the lesson on that? I think you should actually optimize social media in a way that you make the world a better place by being true to you. And I think it involves not listening to all the judgment that sits on social media. If you can get rid of that negativity and just be true to you, then you're using social media how it should be used. And if everyone did that, I think social media would be a beautiful place. Yep. And in, I think in an ideal world, it is. I just don't, I don't think it's there. No, definitely not. Not but even I, close. I agree with you that that should be like, that should be the take home and that's how it should be a hundred percent. And I wish it was, but I, cause I think it's causing a lot of problems right now, but. And I think that's why personalities do flourish. There are people out there that flourish because of that exact reason. Yep. I agree with that. So something uh, I wanted to ask off of that, Bobby mentioned that he doesn't believe in faking it till you make it. Let's just talk about it in life or in business, for example, something like that. In life and in business, I'm all for it. I honestly, like, I don't think, I don't think I do it that much. And I don't think I mean it in like the common sense of like, you should be wearing a thousand, like a thousand dollar suit out and you should have a $50,000 car just to act like, oh, I've, I'm there. Like I should have a big house. But I think like a lot of times people get opportunities and people feel like they, and I, I see it all, I see it all the time, like in the offices, like people feel like they are incapable of doing tasks because they've never done them before, or even though like you can step up to the plate and do it. And I think like a lot of times people get like there, if you want to call it breaks or if you want to call it luck is like stepping into situations and saying like, yeah, I can take care of that. Like I can handle it and learning as you go instead of stepping back and being like, oh no, I've never done that before. Like I can't do it. Like I'll, I'll stay, I'll tell people like, oh, if I get, if I get an opportunity to do something, I'll say I've never done it, but like I'm willing to like go up there and do it. And I'm going to like give a presentation or give a talk. Like I've been there a million times. Like I'm not going to act like this is my first time and I'm nervous. And like, if anything goes wrong, it's because of that. Like, I think you should step up to the plate and like act like you've been there before, like you've done it. I don't mean it in the sense of like outwardly, oh, I need nice things and I should wear like really nice watches and all that just to show people that I'm I'm like one of the big dogs. But like personally and like confidence wise, I think you should act like I can do this. Like I can step up and accomplish any task I'm going to. Cause I think that's, honestly, I think that's how people get to successful positions rather than turning them down and saying like, oh, I've never done that or I don't know how to do that. I think the people that step up to the plate and say like, sure, I can handle that and then figure out how to do it on the way. Like those are the people that get the breaks and get to those successful places. So maybe that's a little bit different than what you were talking about, but that's how I look at it. And I'm sure Bobby is not, he's not referring to the fact that you should probably like not take on new stuff that you don't know how to do. I'm sure that's not where he's going with it, but I I do agree with you, Brady. In fact, I, I I do believe in some aspect of, Fake it till you make it. It gives you false confidence, but it still gives you confidence, which is huge. And that can be that confidence not only is felt by you, but it can be seen by others. It'll give them a feeling of comfort that you know what you're talking about or something like that. And that's huge. It's just you feeling confident that can allow you to do so much more. And uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. I agree with what you guys just said completely. But I also don't believe you guys, either of you just described faking it. Gotcha. Like, like having confidence to achieve something that you haven't done before, that's not faking it. Like having the ability 
and the confidence to take on new roles or new tasks and you have complete confidence that you'll complete them, there's no faking involved. In my mind, I believe you're faking it when you're being something that you're not with no intent. I'm trying to think of like a good example. Like when you're faking it and you're a salesman and you say that you do a million dollars in sales every year to look like you're a big shot salesman and you should take on a project. I don't think that's all right. I think that's like, just lying. No. That's just lying. Like, yeah, that's but that's different. faking it. But I think if you had the opportunity to take on a project that you haven't taken on before and you say, yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a hell of a salesman. Like I'll take on this project. Like that's just confidence. I actually just believe faking it until you make it in my mind is just like, and I guess this is where we come down to the definition again, just like luck. Like in my mind, I look at faking it and I see faking it as just a straight up lie to put on a false facade so you can make it through a project or you can get a certain role that you wouldn't get without that fake facade. I get that. I don't think, I, and I could be totally wrong, but I think like most of the people think of it as the other way, but I get what you're saying. And I'm sure I, they do. That's just a choice of words. Mm -hmm. Just interpretation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking for, yeah. And I agree with that. Brandon, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, I don't even know. I'm so confused with these definitions now that... Um, Forget the definition. Just, like, talk. <laughs> I mean, for me, I know that if I did the whole fake it till you make it thing and I got it to where I made it, and then I was presented with something that would be on that level of how high I was up on that task or whatever it may be, I would probably not do well at all. I think I'd be screwed because my level of knowledge as to where I was at that time would probably not be up to speed. And then I think it would be kind of a crash and burn situation where they'd be like, holy crap, what did we just do? Like we just, this guy made it this far and now we're like, all right, you're running a billion dollar thing. Let's, uh, we got this issue now. What are you going to do? And I'd be like, I don't know. I'm sure something would come along with it, but that's just like, I feel like it would only go so far and, it would probably blow up in my face. I think you have to realize though, like if you get to that position, like, and maybe like, and maybe there will be instances when someone's just like handed it or they're grandfathered in. But I think in the most case, if your performance isn't there, if you don't show up to bat in like the 20 steps before that, it's not going to happen. I think, I think a lot of people do have the mindset of what you have is like, they get to a certain position and then they have imposter syndrome. Like I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve to be here. There are people that are way smarter than me. But you have to like look back and be like, there's shit that I did that got me to where I am. And I think it's tough for people to realize that a lot of the times. And people do feel like, oh, if I get there, I don't know how I'd handle that. But like you traverse the path that you did to get to where you are. And you have to realize that like I deserve to be here. Like there's yeah. a reason. Sometimes that's not always the case. But I think most of the time you're going to have to prove something along the way. You're not just going to be handed a position at the top ever. But I mean, I think there's so many different layers to it. Because I mean, yeah. I think it's even a good example for us doing educating entrepreneurs. We're going with this route of we are entrepreneurs at the start and this is our journey. Where most people that are selling entrepreneurship courses right now are sitting there doing a selfie video with a Lamborghini in the background that they rented saying, look at how much money I made because of these three lessons by my course. True. That's fake it crap. And that stuff pisses me off. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So like that, I think it's just so dependent on the context because like, like you said, like if you have confidence and you just keep making a way up the, the ladder, yeah, you might've 
had fake confidence the whole time. You got to where you were because of it. But the people that are selling crap because they put on this fake facade, that pisses me off. So I totally agree with that. And to me, in my head, that's just like lying. But like what Joey was saying, like that's just an interpretation of words. But like, I agree with you 100% that like, that's bullshit that shouldn't happen. And if like people get there like that, that's a whole different story of like, oh, look, I have this big house and I have this nice car and I've done a million in sales. If you haven't done that, like to me, that's just like a flat out lie. I don't think that, I guess like to me, that's never been like fake it as you make it tactic. But I I complete like, yes, I 100% agree that that's like outside the realm of, and that I agree that I think that's bullshit. And I think it happens probably more often than what people want to think or want to believe. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I, so I, that's, uh, that's how I define fake it until you yep. make it for our audience. I get that. Um, should we just do one more question quick? I have another question off of that actually. If All we right. Wanted to let's just keep going down that road. Brady brought up something when he was talking about faking it till you make it, um, relating to how some people don't, feel their self-worth that they don't feel that they should be there how do you feel confident what you're doing or if you're trying to do something new when you know there's someone out there that's smarter and better than you at something maybe doing the same thing i don't know if it's like a motivation question i don't know if it's like a mental kind of thing how do you keep going i guess like when you know someone's out there smarter than you better than you doing something the same thing that you're doing for example like ee like there's probably people out there better than us, smarter than us. There definitely is, like, trying to do the same thing. How do you pursue through that? I don't know. I think this is different for everybody. Like, I have no idea. I can tell you for me personally, like, I've had this my entire life. I have had the ultimate imposter syndrome my entire – I seriously have. Like, I think I say it, but I think people – I think everyone feels this at some time. Maybe not Bobby. Bobby's got, like, the glass pouring over with confidence. I think, like, most people do feel this. For me, I've always taken it as a challenge. Like I, and this probably sounds really stupid, but I love hearing like in hockey my whole life, it was like, oh, there are guys that are bigger than you that are better at this position. Like, this is why you're not going to make it. And Joey, like, I know you have this mentality. So it's just like, no, fuck that. Like there's like, I can, I'm going to do this better than them. And like, I think everyone here has that mentality, but like, I've done that through hockey. I think the worst I've ever had it, like, and I think that changes. It's a little different mindset. Once you get to a professional setting, Cause for the first time I think I ever had, it was when I worked with Mayo Clinic my senior year and you walk into this place where people have been working on medical devices for 25 years and you're working with physicians that are in the surgery for 20 years. And then they're looking to you and saying like, what should we do? And you're like, why are you asking me? Like, I don't deserve to be here. I shouldn't be in this room. And after a certain amount of time, I, I think there's a learning curve with this. Cause like, honestly, for the first two months I was like, I can't tell, I can't tell them anything. Like I'm not worthy of being here. But like, there's a reason you got to the position, like whether you got there based on like your credentials or whatever it is, you're always like capable of stepping up to the plate. And I think that's one of those instances of like, quote unquote, fake it till you make it. Like you're going to have to learn, like you learn as much as you can from them, but you have to realize that whatever it is that you bring, it's, if it's a different perspective, it's, if it's a different mindset, like there's value in everything that you bring. And me, that's, I, I had that at Mayo Clinic when I went to Notre Dame, like I had that. And then you realize like, oh, these people that have been working 25 years, like they want to hear a different perspective. They want to hear what you have to say. Cause like whatever background you had is different and it brings value to them. I don't know if that makes any sense and that's not really a point, but. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. There's two different avenues to, to this right here. And I think you covered the avenue of you get a promotion and you don't think you deserve to be at this position. Maybe not that far, but you know, you're like, oh geez, this person over here is way better than me. Why don't they get it? 
And then you talked about like school, like, oh, all these other people, they're probably way smarter than me. Like, this is going to be like really tough. The other avenue I wanted to look at was for the entrepreneurship avenue. And not like you didn't get a promotion, nothing happened. It's just you want to start something new. There's no background. You just want to start something new. But like, you know that there's people out there better than you doing the same thing. Bobby, I'm curious to hear your take on this because I feel like you probably... So you know, like like you said, I have a supreme amount of confidence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely times, obviously, like Brady was just bringing up, like there's times that I had to pinch myself over the last couple months where I've been sitting down with billionaires for dinner and I've wondered what the hell am I doing here? But then that supreme confidence comes in and it goes, obviously, because you're going to be here someday. Like, I mean, I don't mean to say it like that, but when it comes to the entrepreneurship route, I think some of the best entrepreneurs are the ones that have supreme optimism, but they're also realists at the same time. What I mean by that is, like, in my head, I have a supreme amount of optimism that the two and a half years we poured into GoMahi will make GoMahi a billion-dollar company someday. Like, I have excitement about that. Like, that gives me confidence going into every meeting, meeting with every big dog. I believe every single time I walk in there that I'm providing a product that's better than anything they will ever work with. And I believe even if it's not the best now, if they hop on board right now and they're with us for the lifespan of our company, I will end up making the product the best one they've ever seen. Like, it might not be perfect at the age of 25, I and mean, I might not be perfect at the age of 25. I'm definitely not the best CEO at the age of 25. But I believe the work that I put in and the dedication to the craft will make me the best at some point. And that's what you're taking a risk on. Like if you sign on with my company, you're taking a risk that we will become the best and we will provide the best value for you. But what I was going to say, so that's the optimism side. But the realism side is, like to be a good entrepreneur, I think you also have to be realistic because like I have three plans in place and basically business plans set out for what we will do if we fail. I have three pivots set. Like I know what our next couple routes are. Like no part of my mind thinks like, oh, we're going to fail. I still think we're going to be a billion dollar company, but I also have that realistic plan. If it does fail or something goes wrong, there's a plan to put in place to keep moving. If you're going into entrepreneurship and you don't have a supreme amount of optimism, this is just from my own experience. I don't know how long you'll survive. I think you can come up with great concepts and sell them very early. But if you're thinking about running a company, a large company for a long time, I think you need that optimism. I think you need that extreme confidence. I don't think you need to be an extrovert like me. I don't think you need to boast the confidence. But I still think if you're an introvert, you still need to have supreme confidence in what you're doing and what you're able to do. I think it's really interesting because I think, Bobby, you talk about it from like a success standpoint. And I think that's like one way to look at it. Another way is just like if I want to take on something new and I just want to like grow at it. Because I think people like hesitate to do that just because what Joey said is like they feel like there's other people better out there. So like why would I even start doing something else? Because I agree with yours that like in a success viewpoint, you have to have the realist. You have to have the optimist viewpoint of like, if you take me on or if I start this, like I'm going to make sure it, it, it is better than somebody else. But I think the other side of it is just like, and I, I don't know if these are right, but I think it's like the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset going into it, knowing that even if there's other people, and I love the saying of, even if you don't, like if you have some goal, if you're trying to run a 5k or a 10k or whatever, like 
even if you go run a mile, like it's farther than everybody else that's sitting on the couch. When you're taking like steps towards something, the majority of people are sitting on the couch because like they don't even want to try. They don't want to fail. Like, they, oh, there's all these other people that are better than me at this. And I think when you're like taking risk and putting money into it, then you look at it like the entrepreneurship side of things, what Bobby was talking about. And on the other side of that, if you're just looking at it like over life or over you putting into like your time into something, it's the fact of like, I'm going to make this happen. And I think Bobby, yours is really interesting because I actually sat down and met with the guy who runs brand for our company. Like, so 26,000 person company, he's the guy that runs brand. And he literally said word for word, like what you just said. And he was like, cause I was just like, how do you, how did you get to like where you were? Cause he's like a 27, 28 year old guy. And he's literally running this, like running the brand for this company of 26,000 people. And I'm like, why you and not somebody else that's been here for 20 years? Like, what did you do to get there? And he's like, every time I walk into like a business meeting or when I'm doing like design or showing something, I just have in my head, like, if you don't get me, your project's going to fall through. I am what you need. And like, whether that's the case or whether that's not, he's like, you have to have that mindset when you walk in because like people, like people feel that confidence. And I think that goes back to like the fake it till you make it of like walking in and know it, like in the sense of kind of what we were talking about earlier, but like going in and exactly what you said of like, I'm going to make this better than whoever I need to make it better than. And if you walk into something and saying like, if you don't get me, it's like, it's your loss, it's your mistake. Cause then you can walk away and say like, I know I'm capable of doing whatever I need to do and I'm going to make it happen. It's that like growth mindset of like, I can make it happen rather than, oh, there's already all these people that are more skilled, more talented, better at this than me. They've been doing it for 10 years and just like jumping in and putting your time into it. And that's like a little bit different take on it, but. Well, Brady, be really honest here. Do you, and you might surprise me with your answer, but do you actually believe anyone's better than you when you take on a project? I mean, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and I- No, but that's what I'm saying. And then I wanted to jump to Joey and Brandon. Is that how you guys feel when you take on a project? Because like, Joey, what you just brought up, like I never feel that way. I know there are people out there that are really good at crap, but I also believe I could be better than them at- anything that we work on if I want to work on that like if that's my passion if that's my project I am going to do it better than them in some sense yeah like so if I was committed to doing something passionate about doing something then at that time someone is better than me at it however because of how passionate I am about this I am going to eventually learn more than them and put more work in than they will so I think it's just like the thought of at this time, there's currently someone doing something that's similar to what I'm doing that's smarter than me. It's tough for people to get past that roadblock and be like, yeah, but if you actually think about it, yeah, they're smarter than me right now. But if I'm truly passionate about this and I put the time in, I can surpass their knowledge. I can surpass their experience. But people just get so thrown off by the fact that because our society is so just like, what is it called? Immediate instant gratification. Yeah. Instant gratification. I don't know if that works here, but no, but, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? At this moment, I'm not as good as this person. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. People can't get past that roadblock. Yep, yep. That's a good point. Gosh, that just sounds so freaking crippling. It is. Like, I mean, I, I'm because <laughs> it happens to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I it just, I can't. Yeah. It just seems so crippling. I think of it like I, there are points where I think that, someone can do it better than me but then I also start to think like when I do think about it that way I'm like okay well that's just gonna make whatever I'm doing right now way worse because I'm not gonna have the confidence and I'm not gonna 
think I need to put as much effort into it because I already know that I'm screwed. But I've kind of thought about it different lately just because, like, I know the guy next to me also wants to be a manager, and I've taken steps farther than he has so far to, like, get to that position. Like, he's seeing that. I honestly can't wrap my head around. If you have that much confidence that you're better than other people within the company, how the F do you stay in that low-paying position every single freaking day without being pissed off? I am pissed off. Yeah, but how, how, if you have this level of confidence, how are you not moving? Like, how are you not either in a greater role within the company or you're at a different company? Like, I can't wrap my head around that. If you have the confidence that Brady has, like, you could not sit there for one freaking day. Like, I'm not calling you, like, I guess I am kind of calling you up, but I'm just curious. Like, I, I'm trying to get a handle, and I think a lot of people can relate to it, and that's why I like to bring it up. There's also another side of the confidence is like, I can't go into my general manager's office and be like, give me a new position. Like, why do this? I, I don't, that's like, that's just how I feel right now. Cause I know how he is and I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying like the way that things are structured there, it's so like this, you got to do this, 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 and this. And like for them to switch up like people have been here for over 20 years and like for getting something like them to like switch up anything is like teaching an old dog new tricks teaching them like, like hey it's all right if someone wants to come into your office and be like give me this new spot but i know that it's going to be taken in a negative way that's called no confidence if you walked that's into my office said. if you walked into my office and i was the ceo i mean don't come into the office and say hey i want this position give it to me but if you say, hey, I just want more. I want to do more for this company. I'm willing to do more for this company for the same pay. And if I do a good job, you could increase my pay. I'd instantly be like, all right. Yeah. And that, like, I did that. So that's why I'm saying, like, I've done what I was trying to get to before I got cut off, like, 12 times before this with the internet. Like, I have started to do that, and I've noticed a change, and I'm now doing stuff to progress myself into that new position. The way I take it is what you said before, is just, like, me basically, like, saying, screw this, give me a new position, or I'm out. I think the first thing you said, Bobby, was a far stretch, but when you say it in the second way, I think... Yeah, Yeah. so, like, I am doing that stuff, and that, like, I have noticed a difference, and I'm, like, pumped about it, because, like, stuff's actually in motion. And, like, I told them, I was like, I don't want to be in the same position next year. And they're like, all right, we'll help you out with that. And I'm like, oh, shit, it was that easy. So it's, like, actually, like, I had the confidence there to do that where I could have done that a year ago and I would have been fine. Like, I would have been way ahead of where I am now. Fair enough. Gosh, I could talk about that one for so long. (laughs) That's a good one. We could maybe carry that on. Yeah. I'd just like to talk to Brandon more. Weekly wraps. It's been really good. It's been crazy, crazy busy. Um I got like four or five different things at work right now. Um, I got the work I do requires a clearance and I don't have my clearance yet. So the project that I was working on got pretty much shelved and stopped. And that's pretty much ended up me taking on five new roles at like 20% each. (laughs) And it's way worse to balance that than do one role for the entire day and focus on that. Um, But it's been really good. It's been a great learning opportunity and um, great stuff going on with volunteering and I like what I'm doing. I want to give back more. That's it. I say that every week and I'm trying to do it. So for me, what I was just talking about before getting in that new management role stuff and doing all the training and stuff that leads up to that and being proactive on talking with my supervisor slash 
coach through all of this and making sure that we get dates set for meeting up and talking and uh, setting a plan on how to get through this as fast as I can. Because it says, they said it takes like a year to get through this stuff, but I know it doesn't. Like I just looked through all of it today and there's no way. So get through that as fast as I can. And then as far as educating entrepreneurs, continuing on social media, being better at that. Bobby doesn't hurt me, so I don't hurt the company. Yeah, just pushing through on that. For all you guys interested in EE, we don't really have a crazy update for you this week. We've kind of all been around the world slash country slash we'll go back to world because Hawaii just feels like it's so freaking far away. So we're going to be hopping back on it this week. So we'll have a much more in-depth summary update for you next week. So just stay tuned. If you haven't checked out our desktop version of our site, take a look at it. By the end of the week, you'll have a mobile version that you can fool around with, have some fun with, and we'll have blogs going on there weekly made by our one and only Brady Reesgraff. So those are full of great content. You got to love it. Um, That website is called educatingentrepreneurs.com. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I think everyone out there should start getting real pumped because we're going to start flying on this thing. Yeah, raise the roof, says Brandon, if you're watching this video version. Get pumped because EE is going to be be flying now, now that we kind of have a game plan and we have things all prepared. Honestly, I think Brandon's really good at giving the old closing remarks, so he's going to do this for us, and it's going to be sweet. You're going to feel alive <laughs> after this. Thank you for everyone that has been listening. Shout out to the person in Sweden. That's awesome. Keep spreading the word. Thank you to everyone that is connecting with us on Instagram and commenting. Uh, love to see that stuff and interact with you guys. Connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. Talk to us. Let us know how we're doing. Maybe you'll get a shout out next time. Thank you guys. Thank you.